But I think one thing that is incredibly disheartening about being a woman in the travel industry is if you look around, you see a lot of women. Uh, The hospitality industry is very, very heavy on women. However, when you look up, the leaders of these hospitality companies are all men. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me today in The Den. On today's episode, I am joined by Shannon Jones. She is a senior marketing manager at Airbnb. As a fellow marketer and woman in the industry, Shannon, welcome. We thank you so much, and we're happy to have you on our podcast today. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about your background and what you do with Airbnb? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like CJ mentioned, my name is Shannon Jones. I'm a senior market manager here at Airbnb. Uh, A little bit about my background. So I I entered the industry about 10 years ago, um, actually with Expedia Group. So a different sort of OTA. Um, And I worked with them for years in the market of Orlando. And so what my job was at Expedia was to sort of work with our hotel partners and help them to best market themselves on the Expedia sites. And that's very similar to what I now do with Airbnb. So at Airbnb, my role is to work with, instead of hotel partners, with the professional host community. So when you think of professional hosts, that's um, people like, you know, Vacasa or some of the larger vacation rental organizations um, in the the country. And I work with them with Airbnb to see how we can work together to best market their listings and their properties on Airbnb's site. Okay. Well, I work with a lot of people in the travel industry. And one thing that I I know is that they typically have gotten to really experience some really cool places. So what are some of the the most fun or coolest places that you have gotten to travel to since you have been in the travel industry? Oh, such a great question. Um, I love to travel. No surprise there. Um, I think probably the coolest or most exciting place I've ever been was uh, back in 2017, I think. Um, my husband and I went to Tanzania, which is in Africa. Um, we went there. Yeah, it was really amazing. We went there with one sole purpose and that was to try to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which we were able to do, which is awesome. Um, but I think just aside from the beautiful scenery that was, you know, the mountain, the people were so incredibly friendly. Um, they have such a zest, you know, for life, which is just so amazing to see. Um, and then of course, afterwards we went on a safari, which was unlike anything I had ever been on before. So I'd say in terms of unique places in the, in the travel space, uh, Tanzania was certainly up there for me. That's, I'm so glad that you mentioned the safari because my daughter is actually getting an opportunity to go this year. Um, and oh, she yeah? loves animals. So I'm super excited for her. And I know she's really excited. It was so awesome. She's going to love it. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Airbnb is kind of like Uber of the hospitality industry, and they've been revolutionary with their innovative approaches, especially since COVID. And I know that a lot of people during the height of the pandemic were getting really stir crazy and are dying to go places again. Can you tell me a little bit about how the industry has shifted over the past two years, especially since uh, the pandemic hit? Yeah, it's it's such a great point. You know, the 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 way that the travel industry was pre-COVID has completely changed. And truthfully, we're probably not ever going to go back to the way that it was before. Um, and I think with that, there's a couple of things that have changed. For one, COVID ended some parts of the travel industry. And I, I don't know if I'd say ended is the right word, but has diminished, right? So let's take even like remote work. We've learned that 
um, we can do work remotely and we can do business deals remotely. And, and, you know, while business travel itself won't ever completely stop, we definitely have seen that companies have learned that maybe it's not as needed as they thought. On the flip side, I think what it also did was open the door for new types of travel. And so I think one big trend we're seeing right now is that digital nomad a remote worker who can sort of travel the world from their computer and from Zoom. Um, and I think that has shifted a couple of key things in the travel industry. One, I think, is longer stays. So right now, longer stays are on the rise, certainly with Airbnb, but I think across the board of people trying to come in and do remote work. Um, actually, sorry, can I pause right now? Can you hear my dogs barking? Yeah, but that's okay. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. I'm Go like, ahead. I don't know if I like tell them to stop. <laughs> Listen, about that's all, that's all. real life. And it's perfect timing. You're talking okay. about, you know, remote work and, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So like I just mentioned, remote work has uh, really changed the case for travel. In some ways, it's made it so much easier to travel. In other ways, like you just experienced with my dogs barking, <laughs> it has made even working remotely more hard, uh, more difficult. Um, so I think that's a major trend that has sort of come out of this COVID, um, you know, time period is that we have to we have to switch up the way that that we're looking at consumers. Um, we we person uh, previously we had a couple easy buckets, right? You had your business traveler, you had your transient traveler, you had your group traveler, and I think now a lot of those things have sort of blended together. And how can you? How can you market yourselves properly to all those different types of consumers? I'd say the second piece that has changed majorly since COVID is flexibility. And I don't just mean flexibility in terms of being able to cancel without penalty, but I think you know flexibility in when you're staying, where you're staying, how long you're staying. Um, with COVID, obviously a lot of us had to be a lot more flexible than we ever were previously. And I think now that consumers have sort of gotten a taste of that, uh, it's going to be quite difficult to go back to the way that it was before where everything was completely rigid. So I think that that's a, a, a challenge that the travel industry will face now that we're really getting back into, um, you know, normalcy, quote unquote normalcy, is how can we make sure that we are still keeping things profitable, but offering the guest that flexibility to do, you know, what they want. So I think those are those are two things that stand out to me. Yeah, and I would definitely agree that we're starting to see people on the move again. Um, I just got back yesterday, um, and I have been in three states in the in the past two and a half weeks. So yeah. I'm happy to be back in the office, but um, definitely glad to be back traveling, being able to visit clients, and you know, get out there and have those face to faces. That's now, invaluable. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and we talked a little bit about challenges, challenges with COVID, challenges of working at home. You know, people have, um, you know, their children, their pets and things like that, that they have to deal with as an obstacle. But as a woman in marketing, I'm sure that you've encountered other hurdles in the business world. Can you talk a little bit about some of the hurdles and struggles that you faced as a woman kind of working your way up through the industry? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I'm 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 sad that we all know so well that we have these challenges, right? Like you don't know me at all, but you know automatically that I've had these challenges because I am a woman and hopefully we can get to a point one day where, where that doesn't happen. But um, a couple, a couple that stand out to me, I think the first is finding that balance between being, how do I word this? Like being aggressive to get what you want and having that sort of business front but also maintaining that, you know, quote unquote, likability. 
And I think what I mean by that is it's really difficult for, for women in that when we are aggressive in business, um, you know, it can be accepted, but then you're not liked, uh, versus, <laughs> right. Versus for like a man, it's kind of expected and exactly. you know, it's not, it doesn't not seem as like a negative. And while in theory, who cares, right? Like who cares if you're liked? Well, a lot of people care, right? Like you don't want to be, you know, not liked in your place of work and people do business with people they like. And so you need to make, find that sort of balance between how can I, you know, be aggressive and, and, and maybe aggressive is not even the right word, but direct and straightforward and have a good business acumen while keeping that likability that a woman quote unquote should have. Right. And I, I think some other things, um, you know, there's, there's one in particular example that I can use is as I started to move up, I can think of a particular time at my previous role where I was in a negotiation with one of our larger clients um, and my male colleague had joined me that day. Um, we were in this negotiation going back and forth. I wouldn't say that it got heated, but it was certainly a, you know, a contentious conversation and we had been doing this for months, et cetera. The superior on my client side, whenever he would ask questions or push back, he would look at my male colleague. He right. would look at him when he was asking the questions, he would look at him to answer. And thankfully I had a male colleague who every single time would push it right back to me. And Shannon, what do you think? Or I'm going to default to Shannon's answer, et cetera. To the point where it happened so many times that it almost got a little uncomfortable. Right. And after the conversation, I remember speaking to my male colleague and asking him like, you know, the, you know, just kind of venting like, oh, that was really frustrating. But you know, why did you keep doing that? And I was so thankful that he said, you know, because I like he was looking to me as the male in the room to answer all of his questions. But you're the manager, right? Like you're the account manager and you're the one who should be answering these questions. And so while maybe it would have been easier and it maybe would have been more smooth from the client's perspective to just kind of answer the questions because I knew the answers. I didn't want them to see that. And I wanted you to be able to take that back. And I didn't think about it at the time when we were in the meeting, even that it was happening, but I was so thankful that I had this ally near me to, without even me asking, just be able to sort of be that um, ally, I guess I should say. So those are, those are two things. I think the third is one that a lot of women face, and it has even been so much more heightened during COVID, which is trying to balance being a mom, uh, a mom and a working woman. Uh, Even today, my son woke up this morning, he had a stuffy nose, he was whiny, he was really clingy. And I thought to myself, oh man, should should I cancel this? Should I take the day off? I have a lot of meetings. I really don't want to reschedule all these meetings I have today. Um, You know, and you have to balance that between, you know, thankfully he started to feel better and he went back to normal, but between do I take this day to be, you know, the best mom I can be, or, you know, do I try to balance being the best employee I can be or the best worker or the best representative I can be. And so that's a really, really tough thing to strike a balance between. And I certainly don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. And I think you <laughs> You touched on a couple of really important things. And I think the 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 one thing that I can say is coming back from being on the road for the last little bit, I too have a male colleague um, and we do a lot of traveling together. And I, you know, experienced something very, very similar. And that is that, you know, we were sitting down and we were talking about marketing and we were talking about 
numbers and a proposal and kind of strategy. And, you know, the conversation was really directed mostly towards him and he did a very good job and he always does. And I'm so thankful for it that he pushes it back. And I think that it's really important for people to realize that you, you, you don't have to care. You shouldn't care, but it is important as a leader to have people that trust you, that they understand that you are being direct and that you are being aggressive because you're passionate about, you know, winning and winning for your clients or doing right by your customer. And that means that, you know, eventually the fact that you are a female will kind of be secondary to the fact that they know that you're the right manager or the right leader. They understand why you're in that position. And that really helps. And that's an important piece. So anybody that's listening, if you have female leaders in your organization, or if you work closely with females, do your part to kind of back them up and showcase why they're in the positions and they're in the roles that they're in. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of women, you're also a part of Thrive, which is how I found out about you and how we got connected. I was talking with Greg from Aid and Leadership, and he recommended that I get in touch with someone at Thrive. And it's an organization that's centered around women in the travel industry. Can you talk a little bit more about what Thrive does to help empower women in the industry? Yes, I would love to. Um, So Thrive kind of was born in the thick of the pandemic. So you know, being in travel, especially being in travel as a woman in the thick of the pandemic, it was a bleak outlook, as I'm sure many of us listening can remember. Um, In my current role, you know, we were facing layoffs. uh, And as a leader, that's incredibly difficult. Of course, it's difficult for the team as well, but it's very difficult. You know, we were facing multiple rounds of layoffs. Um, All the clients that I was talking to, it was just this never ending cycle of poor news, right? Whether it was the occupancy was so far down, we had people closing up shop who had been in business for, you know, 50 years who just couldn't do it anymore. And it was just this very negative sort of space. And so um, Sylvia Camarota, who's our founding director of Women in Travel Thrive, she had this idea of maybe we as women leaders in the travel industry can come together and we can help to empower women or also try to reduce the regressive impact that COVID had. Um, I'll pause there for a second because I know, you know, right now what we're hearing in the news is that there's a labor shortage and, and there's, you know, all these people looking, uh, not necessarily looking for work. And we have, you know, this great resignation or great sh- reshuffle as I've heard it recently. <laughs> but at that time when it started, that wasn't the case, right? We were losing, people were getting laid off left and right. And Sylvia's idea was, you know, how can we look around and sort of help the women around us to network with other women in the travel industry? And at that time, the organization was focused on how can we get people jobs, right? How can we open doors and try to get people reemployed, whether it's inside or outside the industry? And so that's really what we focused on when we started. Um, We put together an extensive networking program or a mentorship program where women could connect cross-industry to try to make connections and open doors. I'd say once business started to pick up, we sort of shifted our approach um, because thankfully it wasn't as important anymore to to get people jobs, right? People, People had jobs, which is great. But I think one thing that is incredibly disheartening about being a woman in the travel industry is if you look around, you see a lot of women. Uh, The hospitality industry is very, very heavy on women. However, when you look up, the leaders of these hospitality companies are all men. And so the question is, why are there so many women in hospitality in frontline manager roles, even second line manager roles, 
but they can't seem to get past that ceiling, past the ceiling of being that executive level in leadership and travel. And so that's sort of what we have shifted towards, which is how can we not only empower women to re-enter the travel industry, but how can we get them to you know, uh, reach that executive level of leadership that previously has been really, really difficult to tap into. And so we're, we're doing that in two ways. Um, well, well, I guess we, I should say we're doing it in three ways. So education is a huge component. So we have um, our big day of impact event coming up. Uh, we have our website, uh, womenintravelthrive.com. We have our social media channels where we publish um, educational content statistics, uh, tips for interviews, salary negotiations, et cetera. So that's one way. Um, I think the second way is that we offer empowerment bundles, which basically what that is, is we've got different companies who will donate funds or people can donate funds at our website. Um, And what we do is we give away these bundles to women. And we have two different tracks for the empowerment bundles. The first one is for women looking to re-enter the workforce. So think of this as maybe a woman who has taken a step away, maybe to have a baby and she's not ready to come back. So she takes a couple years off while her her children are young, but they're in school and she wants to re-enter the workforce. Um, And so one of the bundles will focus on um, how can we help that woman to re-enter? So we offer things like resume reviewing, interview coaching, uh, professional headshots, um, you know, strengths finders classes so that they can understand their strengths in, in the workforce and executive level mentorship. Uh, the second bundle is one for women that are already in the travel industry, but are looking to grow into that executive level, level leadership. And so similar things in those bundles, but a different sort of approach. So we still offer resume reviewing for, for that bundle, but it's a little different and interview coaching, but it's more executive leadership coaching. I mean, those are, are free. Those are things that we give away for free. Um, and to apply, you'll just go to our website again, which is womenintravelthrive.com. You can donate or apply for an empowerment bundle there. And then I think the third way is that we offer um, a networking program. So this is a program, again, totally free to sign up on our website. You sign up for how often you'd like to be met uh, or, excuse me, matched, I should say, with a mentor or just someone to network with. And we pair you up at random with people all across the industry. So we have people from, you know, the big OTAs like Expedia, Airbnb, Booking.com. We've got all the major hotel chains, Marriott, Hilton, et cetera. Um, We have some food and beverage companies. We've got some uh, PR companies that specialize in hospitality. So if you're just looking for a way to get connected with other women throughout the industry, that's a great and free way to do it. So I think those are really the three main pillars that Women in Travel Thrive sort of focuses on to help women in the industry. And like we had mentioned before about, you know, some of the struggles with being uh, being a mom, right? A lot of the, the responsibility as far as schools being shut down or, you know, remote right. school activity and, you know, online school activity, that that really did fall on the mothers and they had yeah. to make a lot of different decisions regarding their careers. So yeah. some of the women re-entering the, um, the industry may have had to leave because they couldn't, they couldn't feel comfortable working and doing homeschooling and things like that. So yeah, I absolutely. see people are able when that network is able, you're, you're able to have conversations to people who are experiencing the same issues and not right. just career type issues, but how, you know, they go about having four or five zoom meetings when their kids are at home or, 
you know, how to handle uh, the time that you have to take off if you do have a sick kid and how that affects your your want or drive to apply for leadership positions. And I think sometimes that's what holds women back is just that fear. Well, you know, yeah. what if I have to, you know, stay home because my kid you know, has a fever? I'm not I'm not going to be the best fit for that. Well, men are parents too. And, you know, yeah. there's <laughs> that, that can be shared there. So Great I think point. it's breaking, yeah, breaking down those walls and those barriers and, you know, not saying that you can't do something because of the fact that you're a mother or that you're a female and really just going after it. So that empowerment piece is, is huge. All right. Before before I let you go, because I am sure you've got a million other things to do today. <laughs> I really appreciate you hopping on with me. Of course. But, Let's talk a little bit about marketing. So as a senior marketing manager, what are some of the most important tools and resources to have to ensure that the advertising of your company is putting out there the information in front of the audiences that need to see it? What are some of your tips and tricks? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think everybody who's in this kind of space knows a couple of the the, the core resources. But one thing I would say is that we have to find a way when we're marketing to our customers, not just to give them what they want. So, you know, if you're trying to sell a hotel room, somebody can use a hotel room. Okay, cool. We focus on the things that that we have, like a bed, the beds and the bathroom and the amenities that we have, et cetera. But I think one thing that will really help companies to differentiate themselves moving forward is not just looking to give customers what they want, but to inspire them to give them things that they maybe don't know that they want. Um, so I think that that's where, you know, Airbnb and some of the other big companies that have come out um, and sort of re- revitalized their industries have done is really given pl- given people an opportunity to, you know, go to different places that they maybe didn't know that they wanted to go to and to inspire them to stay in different product types or, you know, do something that's a little bit different than they thought that they were going to do um, and inspire people. So I think that's really one of the key things I would say if you're looking to market your company is to find a way not only to give the customer what they want, but find a way to introduce things that the customer doesn't know that they want by inspiring them. I think a a really good example of that, Shannon, is everything that I see about the Maldives, right? Every picture you see, you absolutely, like, there's not a person that I have met that when I say, say Maldives that they don't think about the cuts over the water and just that beautiful crystal clear water. (laughs) It taps so far into the emotion. It's like, Hey, you know, I I don't care that I have to get on two flights and fly for 48 hours. Like I'm in, I, you know, I want to be there. And I think that's what you're kind of saying an audience where Shannon is alluding to is, is tapping into that emotion giving people an idea, a thought, a concept, that they can chase after is super important. Um, Shannon, I really do thank you so much for joining us before, before we end. One thing that I like to try to do is I like to end every episode that I do in the den with just kind of one really big piece of information that you would share with any woman looking to get into your industry or to step into leadership. What is one message that you would give to anyone that asks? Oh man, one message. Um, I would say, the one message is probably just take the leap. So don't second guess yourself. Don't question yourself a hundred times like women always do of if you're qualified, if you're not qualified, could I really do this? Do I really have the experience? Do I really have every single qualification listed? Just take the leap and try because I think that the 
the best things and the most growth is going to come when you're uncomfortable and when you're stepping into a role where you're maybe like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this that well. Um, That's really where the most growth comes. So I would say just take the leap. And I could not agree more. And I want to just remind everybody that usually things get really uncomfortable right before you're about to succeed and magic is about to happen. So don't be afraid to take that leap. As Shannon said, if you want to learn more about women in uh, Travel Thrive, check out the website. She mentioned it a couple of times, but it is womenintravelthrive.com. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. You too. 